right, everybody, this is the Brokenness to Faith podcast. It's your boy, Marky Mark. And I'm Noah. What's up, Noah? <laughs> so this next episode we are doing is a part of a series we're doing on controversial scriptures in the Bible, scriptures that people have a hard time trying to decipher, understand what does it mean. You know, I see this verse, but I see other verses that seem the opposite of it. Right. What's the meaning, blah, blah, blah. We're not theologians. We're just podcasters. We're just people <laughs> in our church that serve. But we have studied. We've done some research, and we're going to give you try to give you our opinion through scripture um, of what some of these mean. Um, but before we get into it for the verse of the day, um, you want to look us up on social media. No, you want to give them all the info. Right. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram at brokenness underscore two underscore faith. Um, we will try to post more often on there, but at the very least, it's a great way to get in touch with us if you want to. Or you can email us at brokenness2faith at gmail.com. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you just want to say hi, whatever the case is, you can email us or um, talk to us on Instagram. Also, if you like the series and you want us to do more, um, we have other scriptures that we didn't do, so please let us know and we will um, continue doing this. Uh, also... If you're listening to this podcast, you already know how to find us. But if not, we're on Inst- or, um, sorry, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, anywhere you get podcasts, you could probably find us. So tell a friend, listen, um, go back and listen to the old ones you haven't, whatever. Uh, it's there. Now, this series we're doing um, about controversial scriptures. They're shorter. Don't get used to the shortness of them. Usually we go longer than this. But this is good for like on your way to work or half on your way to work. It's a podcast light. Yeah, brokenness <laughs> to faith light. Um, yeah, it, if you if you happen to attend our church, um, sermons go like eighteen hours. So um, this will be like uh, like a fifth of that. So, um, yeah, we're gonna get into it. Noah's got the scripture yep. for today that seems to be a topic of much discussion um, in today's day and age. Yeah. Um, the scripture is Luke 22, verse 36. And he said to them, But now, whoever has money, whoever has a money belt, is to take it along, likewise also a bag. And whoever has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one. Yeah, my version, real quick. Yeah. He said to them, But now let the one who has a money bag take it, and likewise a knapsack. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. Cool. <laughs> Um, so basically, the the idea here is that the the question and the controversy is is Jesus advocating for uh, carrying of weapons and and self defense and things like that, um, which obviously today in our political age is a very hot topic of firearms and the Second Amendment and 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 all that. So that's the idea, and we're gonna talk about it. Uh, Mark, you wanna go first? Sure. Um, well. So part of that scripture, if you go to the next, um, in that same chapter, I believe it is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it's Jesus in the garden, and that's when Jesus right, comes right. to the tram, and it, it goes on to um, say Peter eventually takes out a sword, tries to fight all these dudes, you know. Well, sword in that um, verse where he takes out his sword is Greek for macharia. I'm probably watching M A C H A I R A, and it here and in verse 52 and it refers to a relatively shor- short sword or dagger. Say that ten times fast. Short sword, short sword. Um, <laughs> so, 
Um, that's just an interesting point of note. But why does Jesus tell the disciples to take a sword with them? Well, one thing I want to um, bring up is remember the parables of Good Samaritan. If you look at in um, uh, Luke ten thirty, he says, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Um, this shows that we live in a dangerous world, and even then, thieves and robbers were always on the lookout for someone to rob. It is permissible to defend oneself. Now, later on, I, I might give um, both sides, but some want to say... Um, when he's talking about the sword, it was literal. Some want to say it was metaphorical. I'll get to that part later. But um, one thing I want to read real quick. You cannot interpret um, these two swords. Because later on he says, you know, they say we have two swords. Is that enough? And he says, yes, that's enough. You cannot interpret these two swords in a spiritual sense or metaphorical sense when the Lord Jesus commanded the disciples to prepare things. He did not command them to buy only swords. Verse 36 says, Let him who has a purse take it, likewise also a bag. And he who has no sword, let himself go and buy one. The Lord here commanded them to prepare three things. If the sword signifies you know, something spiritual, then the purse must also signify something spiritual, and so must the bag. Right. If the purse is the purse and the bag is the bag, then the sword must also be the sword. sword. <laughs> yes. So, um, um, going back to that verse, Luke 10.30, at that time in Judea, there were many robbers on the public road, you know, so that almost every Jew carried a sword. Swords at the time were just like today's walking sticks. And, you know, everyone, everyone had one, everyone used one, they took it along with them. Right. So some would argue that is a literal sense of Jesus, you know, literally saying, take a sword with you. Right. I, I kind of in a similar vein, the way I looked at it was, it's a warning of um, the all the op- opposition and the persecution and whatnot that was coming, but Jesus meant it in a way of self-defense, not as a aggression. You, know, I know there are some, not mainstream Christians, but there are some people who will look at this as a call to violence or like a you know They'll permission. Call Antifa. Right, but in reality, I think it's more just Jesus saying, "Hey, you know, once I'm gone, things are going to get very, very rough." And you might need to protect yourself. But you kind of started getting close to it later on in Luke when um, Peter, or yeah, Peter takes out the sword. Jesus says, don't do that. Like, stop, put that away. And he heals the ear of the priest who got his ear cut off, right? And it's interesting because even though Jesus tells him to take the sword, he stops them from using it when the guards come. And again, I think that's because the point was self-defense. You know, when when Jesus gave up willingly, he didn't put up a fight. He didn't, you know, the guards weren't attacking them. And so Jesus didn't want them to do anything with the sword because the point was self-defense. And I think that's what this scripture is referring to. And I think you could take that into the same realm today. Of You know, obviously we're not running around with swords anymore. You know, today in the modern world of guns and whatnot, the point is self-defense. It is, you know, that same idea of the world's dangerous and I'm sure Jesus doesn't want us to get cut down too early because we couldn't defend ourselves. You know, I mean, we're not going to go on too long, but the, the point is, is that Jesus was talking about self-defense, I think, and about, hey, things are going to get really rough from this point on, and you might need to defend yourself from somebody who's trying to kill you, like at the time Paul or, you know, 
someone who's coming to oppress and persecute and things like that, well, you know? The other thing is, um, so he tells them to, to buy one right before he goes into the garden and yada yada, but why would he have them buy a sword if they're, if, you know, uh, he's going to tell them to put it away in the next, like, later on in that chapter. Right. Well, Jesus still has to fulfill his destiny of dying on the cross. Because he later goes on, I don't know if it's in Luke or if it's in another um, book uh, where he's sharing the story where I could bring down legions of angels. Right. He could have de defeated that army if he wanted to. So um, the sword wasn't meant to demolish all those guys. Because he could have sent down legions of angels or he could have given you know, Peter the strength to just slaughter all those dudes. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but here's the other thing, if we want to look at it, you know, one way, like you're saying, some say because of the persecution they would now face after Jesus' death, their lives would be changed drastically, hence the sword. I read somewhere that some people said because they're going to be disowned somewhere in prison, right. they were going to be with the harshness of how people were going to be even more in disbelief, even though you would think Jesus dying on the cross would make people believe more, especially after he had risen after three days and, you know, the temple was torn, these things that he said did happen. More people disbelieved. And so because of that, some people even like to speculate little things while they had a sword. Like, hey, there's going to be a lot of towns and a lot of places that they're not going to let you in. They're going to kick you out of it. You're going to have to camp out when you're traveling in the wilderness for a day or two. So you're going to need that sword against the wild animals. Yeah, too, you're yeah. going to need that sword for the trees, for the things to, to for whatever you need. Some people like to look at it like in a literal sense for practicality, you know, um, because that's their lives are going to be changed dra drastically. But then, like I was saying earlier, you know, we're talking about a literal sword. Some like to say on the other side that it was uh, metaphorical. Maybe not right. so much for fighting. Because if it were for fighting, why wouldn't they get 11 swords instead of two? When he said, Lord, they, they say, we have two swords. Like, that is enough. Well, some people like to say that when Jesus said that is enough, he wasn't referring to, yeah, two swords is enough. They like to speculate. Maybe he was saying that is enough. Like, okay, I'm tired of hearing that conversation. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just going to drop it now because you don't quite understand what I'm getting to. Some people like to say that. Is it literal? Yeah, but maybe it's also figuratively to prepare for the new life without me on earth that you right. will encounter. You say, well, Jesus not on earth. We have the Holy Spirit. We have all these. Yeah, but I mean... Jesus was on earth, in one sense, he kind of protected them from a lot of these things. I mean, it's no coincidence that it's the, um, in Galatians, it's the armor of yeah. Christ, right? It's, it's and, no coincidence that, that Paul refers to things as armor, but you know? Jesus was there, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> I don't think while the disciples were walking around with Jesus for the few years um, while he was teaching stuff, did they get harmed. No, not that I can recall. I, 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 they, they've been kicked out of cities, and these, but they were not harmed. But without him there, you know, because Jesus, the end goal, they didn't know it at the time. The end goal was for him to die on the cross. Right. You know, and Jesus is outside of time. God's outside of time. So they knew that already. You know, I know God did Jesus. I mean, he was fully man. But, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter if he knew or not. I mean, but the idea that that was going to be the end goal. Um, so... Of course, he was protecting the people around him to help fulfill that goal. 
because if they die, that kind of ruins some of the <laughs> uh, the Book of Romans. It ruins a right. lot of things that transpired there. Now, can God reroute that? Yeah, just like he can reroute our lives. You're called to be a pastor. You screw up your life, and you ruin that chance. Maybe you go to jail or something. You can still have a fulfilled life. Will it be the original purpose? No. Will it be as fulfilling? Maybe not. I, I can't say. I, I would assume from a, my opinion it might not be, but he can still reroute and use you, but he had to, in a sense, keep everything intact for the end, for when he was going to die. But the swords, I think, yeah, literal, were maybe hunting for things when they were out of the city. I think maybe um, for some form of self-defense, in my opinion, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. I believe even in today's age, someone comes into your house, you know, tries to uh, rob you or do something, you have a right to do something back. I know people say, oh, but it's all about forgiveness. Yeah, we're called to forgive people. We're called to, you know, love on people. But as Christians, we're not necessarily called to let people walk all over us. Like, hey, I can right. punch you in the face, and you're a Christian, so you don't, you know, you're just supposed to sit there and take it. I mean, there are some people who consider themselves Christian pacifists, things like that. I'm not saying we purposely get in a fight. I think you avoid it at all costs. But let's be honest here. If you are a married man and someone comes in and tries to do shady stuff to your wife or tries to break in, and as they're breaking in, they try to harm your wife in the process, you're going to try to stop them. Right. Not because you know you want to send them to hell, but because you care about your wife. You know what I mean? Cops every day. There's a cop every day that has to fire his gun for some situation. Not because they want to kill that person, even though there probably are shady cops out there not not a lot, not as much as the media makes it out to be. Stupid liberal media. Oh. I'm just saying, I'm calling it, sorry. <laughs> um, but because it, they have to defend what they believe is right, there has to be laws. I think in today's day and age, we have to fight for our lives, fight for the laws, you know, and do what is right. And I think back then, you know, I'm not saying if someone opposes them in the Bible, they have to take out the sword. Okay, let's duel. Let's right. fight. No, but. Um, I think there are also people, you know, I look at some scripture where you have Priscilla and Aquila and they, they have their own business, but they, they have like a hidden church, you know, and they have lots of kids and they have lots of, you know, um, women. And if someone tries to break in and distort all that, some of the men kind of have to be ready. You know, they would have to be ready. Yeah, now, they don't want to go out and fight if they don't have to, you know. Right. And I don't think the sword was meant for let's go and fight and, and I mean, you side. mentioned it was a s smaller sword, so this probably isn't something you would take in the combat. Right. You know it, what I mean? It was there for protection. It was there for even more so because you said that, and I said that earlier. Right. For when the animal comes at them, you know, because they're kicked out of cities, or for when something dangerous can happen, self-defense. And when I say self-defense, it's not like they stab them and then they keep going at it. I think it's more so to get away or do what you. I mean, even do. even looking in the Luke twenty-two when. Peter cuts off the ear. You know, I, I'm i just kind of assuming here, but I'm guessing that that probably was somewhat intentional. You know, he probably didn't yeah. want to kill the guy. He just, I'm just going to well, take his, his ear deal, off. You know I, what I mean? I think, though, his deal was to, to get rid of all these men, in my opinion. He's like, no one's going to take my Lord. But they didn't understand what was going to happen. Yeah, I'm just assuming, I'm assuming though, that his intention was not to kill the guy. Well, just uh yeah, my thing is hurt him. I, I think you know, he, going to your point. I think his thing was he was going to defend Jesus. I think he would rather not have to kill people, 
Like he was going to do what he had to do to keep Jesus safe, not knowing that Jesus was ha- was going to have to die. Right. And it, I don't. I'm not saying this would have worked or would not work, but it, I get the vibe that Jesus died then and there. That when not that they were coming to kill him there, but if he would have somehow died then and there, he allowed fighting to go on and all these armies came and maybe they attacked Jesus or, or I don't know. But Jesus was meant to die on the cross. That's right. I'm going to get. So he had to stop whatever could have gone on to one, so he could fulfill his purpose, and two, so that these guys who have later stories in the Bible are still alive to fulfill those later stories in the Bible. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily in Scripture, but historians say when, when Peter finally gained his zeal again after he denied Jesus, but he came back, eventually he was set to be crucified. But he said he was not deserving to be crucified like Jesus, like his Lord. So they, he said, crucify me upside down. Right. You know, um, that's not necessarily in the Scripture. That's just historians and things like that. And, um, you know, none of that would have been fulfilled if Jesus said, okay, go fight him. You know, because really, yeah, Jesus could on one hand, stop, you know, kill everyone. But maybe if he doesn't, Peter dies because the numbers aren't in his favor. <laughs> you know, but the point is, is it self-defense? Was Jesus referring to self-defense? I think in some cases, yes. I think it was literal. But I think in some cases, people can make the argument that it was metaphorical. Why didn't they have 11 swords instead of two? Um, but like I said in the beginning... They were also talking about, you know, the money bag. They were also um, talking about, uh, what was the other one? There was the money bag and, um, what was the other one? The money bag. bag. Oh, yeah, and the knapsack. Yes. You know, those two, you know, if if it was spiritual, if it was metaphorical, then those two things would have meant something as well, and we don't see that. But people can make an argument for the metaphorical with the sword, Saying, be ready for the life after, after Jesus's um, death when they're gone. To, for the for the disciples specifically, and people in that era that believed in God, Jesus. I think for today's day and age, it could be metaphorical sense that hey, when you come to me, have your spiritual swords ready, have your spiritual warfare armor per se ready. Be ready for what's going to come hit you. You think I found this new life? God has broken the chains off. You hear stories of people who were addicts and God delivered them, and now they're believers. Yeah. But now there's a whole other war you're going to face as a believer. So have your spiritual armor ready, like you mentioned. Have your spiritual swords ready. Right. But I think from a from a human perspective, also, yeah, I'm okay with self defense. Like if your wife's, you know, someone breaks in and is beating your wife, you're just going to say, "Well, I'm a Christian. I can't <laughs> do anything." If you try to say, "Well, I'm just going to push him off, do the least possible," and then he comes at you with a knife or a sword, you got to defend yourself there. Right. Um, but at the same time. There's a difference between defending yourself and in having a mindset, oh, he's getting ready to do something, so now I have the opportunity to kill him and do whatever I want. Right. You know, no, but it is a gray area in a lot of situations, but um, do what you need to do. I know many Christians that own a gun. I know many Christians that won't touch a gun. I think some Christians who don't touch a gun, they should at the very least believe in and pray for and agree with police and military who have guns, who have been called to do those things, not necessarily for war, but to protect what they need to protect in light of the laws of our country, in light of the people in our neighborhoods, in light of the foreign countries that we help, whether you agree with that politically or not. If they feel called to do that, you need to pray and love them, and they might have to use that for self-defense. There are people in other countries 
who are at war and they're killing innocent people. And there are people in the U.S. who are trying not to kill those innocent people per se, but they're trying to combat the people in these other countries, these armies who are trying to rape children, who are trying to um, hurt women, who are trying to abuse these things. And there are people in the U.S. who are trying to fight against it. Other countries are trying to fight against that. You know, there are cops who are coming in and they're breaking up gang violence. And yeah, you can share. So yeah, but this little kid got murdered in that in that fight with the cops. Well, yeah, it's sad. It comes back to the family. It comes back to why was the kid with that gang and this and that. But the idea here is cops in their best interest are trying to do self-defense. Cops' initial reaction isn't when they bring him to us to shoot up whatever bad guy. Their, their duty is to try to get that guy in handcuffs if he's a bad dude and bring him to court. And then if he deserves the death penalty, life in prison, whatever, that's for you to you believe in that stuff or not. But that's where it goes next. But if they are getting shot at or people in, in public are getting you know, bullets near them, the cops have to do what they have to do. And I think that's where the sword comes in. It's that if it's literal, they're to use it in the fence of when things come. Right. You know, now, if they're taken in the jail, if they're taken in the court, just like with his fault, he didn't argue. He didn't fight it. You know, he didn't do any of that. He just accepted it. But in a time of war, in a time of maybe women and children who don't deserve it are going to be facing death and they're getting attacked and you who have a sword, like in Bible times, would defend them, sure. Like we said earlier, there's robbers. There's different people out there who would beat you down. And if you're on your way to another church, like in Bible times, to preach the gospel or to, to be the guy who's handing the letter off, you know, though these are important messages being sent city to city. It's not email. They didn't have email back then. <laughs> you know, they didn't have Instagram back then. Right. They didn't have Facebook or Bible book or whatever you oh. want to call it. They didn't have any of that back then. So when these people were delivering important messages, they probably bought swords in, in self-defense so they could make sure they got the message. Whatever needed to be uh, gotten across to whatever group of people, whatever church of people, they need like Priscilla, Aquila, whoever, um, you know, they, whatever they did with those messages thereafter might have not happened if they didn't get those messages. And if people... I know it's just one scripture, and we want to use many, but Luke 10, 30, like we said, how there were many robbers on the public road. You needed the sword to defend yourself so you could keep that letter, so you could keep those things you needed that would go on to bless the church or go on to be used as instruction for the next steps in that church or group of people. All right. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, so in, in closing, I think I, I, I do believe that this passage is Jesus saying that it's okay to defend yourself, but it's not a call for violence or action or anything like that, you know, especially in today's age, like, you know, in, in areas like China or the Middle East where Christianity is heavily persecuted, the answer is not to come in with guns blazing, you know, throwing Bibles at everyone, but it's, you know, it it is a time and a place, and that's more of a another topic for another day type of thing. But in short, I, I do think this is a is Jesus speaking to self-defense and, and whatnot? And hopefully that removes the controversy. <laughs> yeah, my one final thought. I'm only giving you one. Like we said, this is the passage, Luke 22, 36. You can look at the whole subheading. You can look at all of Luke 22. You know, sometimes you need to look at the whole context yeah. of it. Um, I kind of take a middle ground. I think there are aspects that could say, yeah, self-defense. I think the sword's literal. I think there are things that would almost say it's metaphorical. I gave you both sides probably in a sloppy, not-so-good point-by-point setting, but I think it could be meant as literal. I think it could be meant as uh, metaphorical. I do believe there is room for self-defense. 
where the middle ground is is a gray area to me. How much is self-defense? How much is something in your heart that's not right? Right. And vice versa. So that's what I believe. This was Luke twenty-two thirty-six. Um, you can look at the whole scripture of Luke uh, 22. And then you want to give them the scripture for the first one we used? Yeah, the first episode we did was Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23. Yeah, that was the last um, episode. These it, are so yeah. short. And if you're behind, you might be listening to both. Um, so because of that, I would say, yeah, Matthew and Luke, look at those scriptures. Don't take our word for it. Look at the whole context. You know, what was going on? You know, where were they at? You know, right. What's the scenario? And, and dig in for yourselves. Maybe you disagree with us. That's okay. This isn't clear-cut like Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And you say, no, he didn't. You know, <laughs> th this is some gray area stuff. This is what we That's have why found. they're controversial. <laughs> yeah, what we have found. And even if you notice, maybe you think me and Noah disagree. It's not like we agree on everything, you know. So this is what we have found. If you have any questions, concerns, brokenness to faith at gmail.com, brokenness underscore two underscore faith um, on Instagram. You can check us out there. Um, if you have any um more controversial Bible verses or things you want us to talk about, please get in touch with us. Um, I know these ones are shorter, but these ones are good for on your way to work, on your way back. Give them a second listen. They're short enough if you want to dig in a little more. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the support. This is the Brokenness to Faith podcast, and we are signing out.